Hi, welcome to the Trauma Thrivers podcast. Delighted to have you with us. I'm Lula Bentz, your host, a psychotherapist, a trauma expert, and a survivor myself. Lovely to have you with us. The Trauma Thrivers podcast is for anybody who has been through any sort of developmental trauma or who has complex PTSD. This podcast aims to help educate, inspire and support those of us that are on a trauma healing journey. We've got stories, steps and various solutions to trauma to help you heal. If you'd like more information or tips or tools or strategies, please go to traumathrivers.com. You can also find this podcast on my YouTube channel, Lula Bent's Trauma Thrivers. If you'd like to join our community of thrivers, please find us on Facebook under Trauma Thrivers. Chiron Clinics proudly sponsors the Trauma Thrivers podcast. Chiron Clinics offer residential and outpatient treatment for anyone trying to recover from the effects of trauma. Chiron's clinics look through the lens of trauma to treat common mental health problems and behavioural disorders, which can lead to self-harming, addictions, depression, anxiety and relationship issues. All treatment protocols used at Chiron Clinics use the latest research on trauma in the brain as a guide, and the combination can be highly effective in restoring nervous system regulation. For more information, see chironclinics.com. Welcome to Trauma Thrivers Podcast. Lovely to have you with me. Today, I'm interviewing Julia Alfonsi Gamble, who is an expert in TRE. She's also a trauma counsellor and she specialises in trauma release exercises. Julia owns a company called Heal From The Core. She works with people all over the world incorporating TRE, voice, sound, colour, visualisation, essential oils and progressive relaxation to journey people through the body in a safe and controlled way. Juliet's just created an online 30-day class that teaches you all about TRE and self-regulation. She also holds free TRE classes twice a week on Zoom. For more details, check out healfromthecore.com. So thanks very much, Julia, and lovely to have you with us today. And I wonder if you could start by just saying what actually is TRE? Yes, TRE is basically, I look at it as an energy management um, system, really. Uh, It's a bottom-up approach. As a counselor, for many years, as you know, we counsel top-down. We talk through our problems. And with trauma, it really isn't effective because we can re-trigger and re-traumatize a client by bringing them back to an event. And um, TRE does just the opposite. It bypasses the cognitive left brain that's really locked and loaded in protect mode. And it uses our physiology, our bodily system 
to really like a pressure cooker to release the steam in a very kind of cumulative way in an easy, slow fashion. So we release the excitement in the system, the charge. And when we do that, the physiology or the body has a kind of ah feeling, a spacious feeling of release. When that happens, we get kind of that loop where the belly tells the neurology, the brain, she's safe, we're good. And so the neurology changes in such a manner to dispense, our natural dispensary of drugs is right here in our own body. And we get the dopamine and the serotonin and the oxytocin to really, you know, create a beautiful self-regulating -regul loop. And when we feel, ah, the psychology changes. And now the mind says, wow, I slept good. I feel good. So Dr. David Berselli, who created TRE, he was working in war-torn areas, uh, natural disasters. And um, he was experiencing where buildings were being bombed. When they would run into the shelter, the mortar shells would hit the building and everybody reacted in this fetal position. And he designed a way when he noticed, wow, we all go in this protect mode to do it naturally, where we release it through a series of seven exercises. The most important thing to mention is when he was held up in these shelters, these bomb shelters, they had little children that they were holding. When the adults went into the fetal protect mode, they all noticed the children would shake violently, but the adults did not. And when he was studying, you know, animal social behavior in the wild, and he was studying anatomy, and he was looking at the way we're built, he said, it's interesting, why did all the children shake and the adults didn't? And the adults all said, we didn't want to show how scared we were. And in that process, he realized, wow, we shunt the natural shaking process. And when he studied animal social behavior, he noticed the animals naturally in the wild, they would feed their young and tend to their business. When a threat came, they dealt with it. They fight, you know, they would fight it off, they would flee or they would freeze. And in any event, when the coast was clear, they would shake themselves back into homeostasis. And that's what these seven exercises are built to do. Take us through a natural tension process. We gently tense the organism. Then we lie down in a safe controlled manner. We evoke the natural tremoring response. When that is done in a safe way, and we can get into that, we discharge, we activate the stress response, the loop, which typically gives us cortisol, adrenaline, and glucose. We activate it we allow it to discharge from the system. We allow the bodily organism to say, ah. And over time, we retrain the mind and the body to work cooperatively, right? Instead of against one another. Okay, so my first question is, I mean, I get it and I get it personally because obviously, you know, we've had a session and I've tried it and I found it really effective and really, really interesting. Um, yes because it's a process that I totally agree with because in EMDR, I often have clients 
that will shake or tremble or the legs will go as part of processing the yeah. trauma. I guess what I'm interested in is what's the difference between stress and trauma? And then I'm gonna go on to ask, what's the difference between a one-off kind of adult PTSD trauma and then somebody that I deal with more typically who is complex PTSD yeah. with yeah. developmental trauma and lots of attachment yeah. problems. Yeah. And I just wonder, how relevant, you know, maybe we should start with what's the difference between yeah, stress yeah, and trauma. And you know, words are tricky and words and explanations and stories is what gets us locked. And essentially, before we even get into that, we are like, our body's a symphony. We want coherence. We want smooth flow, right? And we are built to actually not only experience stress and trauma, but we're built to not to endure it, to survive it, to thrive, and really have growth in the other end of it. What gets stuck is we get victimized and stuck in the story, right? So stress in general, it's, it's healthy. Just like anxiety, when people come with the label of anxiety, it's just a high charge. It, it's an energy that needs expression. Yeah. So I like to frame everything and, and look at it overall. We're coming back to wholeness. Stress is chaos in the frequency. In other words, it's a tension. So stress is great to get to meet your deadlines. Yeah. It's great to jam on those brakes and not get into a, you know, a collision. And it, you, we've heard of women that will lift a car to save their child under great distress. The problem of stress becomes when it is over and over and our reaction to it. See, many of us, you might jump out of a plane and say, wow, this is awesome. And I'll have a heart attack, right? And faint and die. <laughs> so we all react. It's the yeah. reaction to stress that is unique. And it is, um, you know, how each of us you know, precedes stress. So stress over time, if we aren't aware of the symptoms of stress and that we're even under stress, because that's what happens in every day, all this technology, all this overwhelm and do, 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 and titles and status. And we're living so defined by who we are. We've, we're not even aware that we're stressed. So before you know it, it's become chronic. Yeah. So the chronic stress, which creates tension in our muscular body, our muscular um, physiology, over time, it becomes chronic. Chronic stress is 85% root cause of all our disease and illnesses. And it can cascade itself, right, into becoming trauma because of the accumulation. But trauma is different in the sense that Stress is every day, it's ever present. It's, it's something that drives us toward expansion. Trauma is an event, something, a mishap, something that occurs that really, it puts us in a state of overwhelm. Yeah. And there's two types, right? There's the soft traumas and there's a hard trauma. So a slip and fall on the ice, you know the date, the time, and you remember it. It's a hard trauma, we can really, release that from our 
physiology in one to three sessions of doing TRE. Yeah. Soft trauma now, which can be more complex. There was a rape. You were um, mentally abused. Your parents were fighting all the time. You were a child of alcoholism. Um, there was bullying. And over time, the softer tra trauma is, um, it's a tough one because we're not very conscious of it. And it's hard to pinpoint, to become aware and conscious of, huh, this is what really was, it was so long uh, standing that it takes tend a tendency for it to take six months, which is a great deal less than talk therapy. Yeah. And, and, and I hear you. And I suppose as a previously talk therapist with a body orientation and now EMDR and a belief in, well, all modalities, which is what's in the ebook, you know, I'm a great believer that there are many roads to Rome. Yeah. And often, you know, it's good to try three or four or or eight or 15 different roads and, and TRE being a big one. And I suppose this is the question, isn't it? When would you choose TRE over whatever traditional talk yeah. therapy is? Because I think much talk therapy now is, please God, thank God, should I say, becoming much more body orientated. Yes. But I also know, and I wonder what you think about this, is... Very often with me and with clients, I know that I uh, the EMDR will help to discharge what's in the body a bit. And the cognitions as the discharge is happening in the body start to shift, as you allude to. And I always say to people, I don't need to know the story. You don't need to tell me the story. I can do EMDR blind. However... However, with people with attachment histories or parents that didn't hear them or weren't ever heard or don't have a voice, sometimes I think people want you to hear the story. Yes. They need it validated and listened to. Absolutely. And I think that's something I had to learn over time in terms of being an effective container for which to hold space. I used to think, a counselor when I was young, oh, we have to get answers. We have to help them figure this out. And I learned and became more humble in this process to realize that I am only a compassionate, empty container yeah. for which to listen with compassion and to feel with, like to be congruent with their energy. So Words aren't often necessary. For instance, I can speak to you in gibberish and just say, and speak a different language. And that's why when we often go to a foreign country, you're pushed into a state of unfamiliar and you're, you're on and you learn and your senses are heightened and you snap out of it like a cold shower will do to the body. So we just become so habituated and we become so living in that 95% subconscious, uh, robotic, dead um, experience that we're not even aware that we're perpetuating the story. And as a counselor, we have to be sensitive to where are words appropriate. And if you can hold compassionate space and listen and hear, acknowledge, but then 
in a gestalt kind of way, be aware of where the energy is. And when it's right here, we need to act on it because yeah. talking will get us nowhere, but more confused, more victimized, wasting more time because we're living linearly based on time. The, the organism wants to seek safety. It's only concerned with, you know, keeping this body alive it has to find safety so it's concerned with the environment and it's time uh, you know sensitive so we're living based on ego in protect mode we want to bring the organism beyond three-dimensional to come into the heart and find access and i feel that tre more than anything it's an access tool it brings us together it's a modality that brings us into engagement to action and it allows us to create a rapport using like our bodily if i feel safe as a counselor if i'm doing my own work i re i give that presence to the client it's okay you're safe so it's more about establishing that let them feel safe to now explore themselves and in the process of doing something that already feels weird, you know, it's, if you have anxiety, it feels weird to lie on the floor and I'm making them tremor. You're, you're coming out of the box doing something new. But if they feel safe with me and there's trust, all right, we'll try it. And yeah. then I, less is more, less words, less story. As they energize their system, we get energy back for them to realize, huh, wow, I was really low. Now I feel okay. Or I was really high. Now I'm okay. When we're in that state of okayness, now we can talk with a readiness, there's space, and they're not going to be triggered. A memory might come up, but there's a there's an energy availability now. And that is what's the key. We have to restore energy to the system. So in, in my language, I suppose what I'm hearing is to bring them back into the window of tolerance between hyper arousal and hypo arousal or interventional vagal in polyvagal. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. See, you know, as we're built for chaos, how do we expand? How do we grow? A, a human being wants innately to become more, right? Yes. We're built, it's a, it's a paradox. The system, the ego keeps you in protect for survival. But the soul, your essence, it knows it's here to be expansive and to do more. So the two systems, the mind and the body are working in opposite instead of in tandem. So once we get the body feeling safe and it expresses to the mind, hey, I don't need you right now, but I'll call on you when I do. So now there's a cooperative kind of respectful relationship. And that's what I'm teaching, how to renegotiate mind and body, how to feel safe in the felt sense of knowing in this moment, I am okay. There's yeah. no tiger chasing me. And that's what happens with the perception of threat. Yeah. Fortunately, animals, they got it better than us in many ways. They just operate, live or die. We have this creative new frontal cortex that could be our best friend, our creative genius, or it can keep us victimized 
and an entrapment. Yeah, totally, totally. Interestingly, the, that you mentioned threat, because, you know, step one of my programme that I'm writing is from threat to trust. And I guess I wonder how long it takes you in TRE to get somebody, particularly a complex PTSD or trauma survivor with a long history, how long it takes you to get them to trust you? Because yeah, building that kind of rapport can, yes. can take some time. Yes, and I think what's interesting, and I've spoken to a few of my clients before getting on to this podcast with you to get a little feedback. And, you know, because one person said to me that a friend of theirs said, oh, TRE really isn't the best thing for trauma. And I'm like, huh, you know, it's built for trauma. But yes, if you just go get a book, which you can, you can go get, <clears throat> excuse me, Dr. Berselli's book, you can get a video. If you don't feel safe in your own bodily organism, it's going to be overwhelming yeah. to open a can of worms there. Yeah. With me, I find it interesting. I'm just so passionate about this process. And I don't even know why I'm being called to like do this work. It's beyond money. It's this, this feeling that I want people to recognize their greatness and their gifts. So I think what I've heard from my clients with me, they feel the energy and they feel that you know, I'm in it not to, to grab money from them and not to get more from them. It's a real genuine. And I think that is just something that is a felt thing. Yeah. So I've been fortunate that I've gained trust rather quickly because I walk my talk and I believe in what I do. And I am keeping myself as best I can separate from their process right and i yeah. i just want the best for them yeah so how you establish that quickly that's a relative thing i think it does depend on the facilitator their experience their passion um and i think most humans have a good sense of that here's the tricky thing when we're traumatized we lack discernment we for, we fail to be in that state where we can move toward what's nourishing and away from what's toxic. So many people can fall prey to another codependent relationship in the counselor relationship. Yeah. But the beauty of TRE is it's not that. We don't have to talk. If they know how to do it right, hey, let's do these simple exercises. It's physical, it's fun, it's light, it's not a big deal after the first time they often, nine out of 10 people, or almost all 10 out of 10 will say, wow, okay. I felt better. I felt lighter. I slept better. So now it's not dependent on their relationship with me. They're developing a relationship within themselves. And they say, wow, I can return to feeling better, whatever that is for the person. They come back, do it again. And they realize, huh, this isn't as bad. This is, huh. And now you're starting to get intimate with yourself. It's not about me. Yeah. So what's a typical session like and how long would somebody expect to be in TRE? Okay. My typical package is four sessions. Why four sessions? We tend to have, and I'm sure you've seen it with clients, after you were together, the first time, it's like, great, I do cartwheels out of here. I felt great. Second time, 
we might bump into a little resistance. We detox. There's some emotions that might come up. Then the excitement wanes and we might get a little triggered and, and we don't want to go to the third one. So I encourage a set of four because we get over the hump a bit, get into the third, we build a little momentum. And by the fourth one, I teach them if they're ready, how to do it safely on their own. So the first session is typically 90 minutes because I introduce you how the process works, what it is, we get to know each other, blah, blah, blah. We do seven little simple exercises, stretch, the, we sway back and forth, we work up the body, we do little calf lifts, raises, create tension in the calves, we go up to the thighs, little squats, we bend over, relax through the psoas muscle and the waist. So we're working incrementally up the body. We end on a wall sit where we activate and tense the whole body. And then we lie down on our back in like a corpse position. We put our feet in a butterfly position, create this circuit. And then I have them relax and then lift their knees two inches at a time. And when they lift their knees, it evokes the little stress response. And as we move the knees closer and closer, those tremors seem to increase slightly and then they may move from the legs into the central nervous system. And then, you know, when we're all done, we relax. And the whole process after the first session, you can do these exercises in 10 minutes. Can you? You can lie down on your back and shake it out in 15 minutes. Wow. And be set for the day. Best thing yet is once you know how to do it after two weeks, practicing it consistently, it's like brushing your teeth. You don't want buildup. You stay ahead of the buildup. You do it regularly. It's cumulative. So now you don't need these warm-up exercises. Yeah. You go for a walk right before bed, lie on your back, shake 10, 15 minutes, get the steam out, and sleep well. Wow. Okay. Very simple. I'm interested in, as the tremoring, because obviously I tremored and my leg shook and all the rest of it, as you saw. Thank you for witnessing me and being the guide. It's great. I loved it. Um, I was curious about whether emotions come up as well, whether people cry or have tears or... Yeah, great question. And yes, they do. And that's what I prepare. I kind of set the table and, and explain less is more right? So they're in control. You're in control of the whole process at any time. You don't have to listen to me. You rest, you roll over, but I'm like watching to make sure you're safe. When energy moves, which we're doing, we're unlocking physical energy that's been dormant at the coccyx, at the base of the spine. It's sexual energy. It's energy yeah. that's been repressed. And physical energy as you know, relates to our mental energy, which relates to, you know, it's all related to our emotional landscape. So when we're shifting any one level, we're affecting change in the other. So that physical energy will present often where you're moving energy up through the root of the body, through the sacral, right? The sexual center, the center of connection, and up into the solar plexus, into our power center. And when we kind of like bring this and for some people it could be too activating and some people it's just the activation that's needed to come out of depression to get a burst of energy yeah. depending on the state from which they're coming will affect where we're moving and if we're moving into the solar plexus let's say for me 
I, instead of crying, went into a laughter fit. Okay, so my solar plexus needed to open. And in that process, and I was working with people, I got the giggles, it turned into laughter, we all got hysterical, and I opened my diaphragm. For someone else, it might be tears. Yeah. Maybe I didn't feel safe enough then to cry. Yeah. So instead I laughed, but it was whatever was necessary to it create comes. that movement. Yeah. And is there anybody it, it's not recommended for? Overall, I like to say anyone and everyone can do it, no matter what your physical fitness, no matter your weight, your size, you know, everything. But if you're pregnant, it's contraindicated. If you have epilepsy, we don't recommend it. If you're on a slew of psychiatric medicines and under intense treatment and you're, you know, it is something that I recommend you talk to your doctor about. They must understand the process and then we work together because this is a process of unlocking and it's levels, like it's the release phase. And then there's a processing phase where it is really nice to partner in a complementary modality like EMDR or EFT or do yoga. And then I use the TRE process in preparation for meditation or for another, you know, advanced kind of release phase or uh, process. But it is important to mention a lot of my clients will mention like, do I have to be fit for this? And we have a lot of ways, like my husband's a big guy. He can't really lie on his back for extended periods of time. It's just uncomfortable. So you could sit in a chair, we modify it. I do it with clients in wheelchairs. Wow. And many people, when we get on the wall to do the wall sit, they shake right there on the wall. We don't even have to come down onto the ground. Okay. So I can modify it. Um, and uh, the next question I get a lot is, well, can I do it wrong? And really, no. And the, the biggest thing that I emphasize is less. We're built we think more shaking means we get more for our money, you know, that it's better. So less is more because we don't want to overstimulate an already overstimulated nervous system. Yeah, sure. We don't want to, you know, dig two feet into the hole and then just put more sand in it and come back to the starting point. We want to go easy. Easy. Okay. okay. And what do you see over time with clients? What are the benefits? What, what happens to them over yeah. the weeks or months that they're practicing? Yeah. Overall, initially, I get a, wow, like this surprising delight factor of I feel lighter. Okay. So physically is the first, we, we see a lot of release of the TMJ, the tension in the jaw, we see a lot of release of sciatica because both the hip and then the jaw are right there related. Low back problems. So physical problems, tension, headaches go away, right? We see a return of healthy digestion. People that have GERD, they have uh, irritable bowel um, because, you know, that's the first thing that stress affects is that gut. We get into that, you know, where our digestion yeah. stops. So Systems start flowing. We go into rest and digest. They sleep better. They're eating better. They find that, interestingly, there's a more calm, the anger. They're not so reactive, you know, okay. and they are catching themselves before they react. Right. I see relationships improve. But really important, sleep is such 
insomnia is a root, you know, stress-related malady. And once we can restore one to sleep, yes. it's like a cascade. All other things start to get better. So at the base level, I do see the physical change definitely. Now, emotionally, we are more energized to go through or go into the anger yeah. or into greet the sadness. So I see a change where people come into more of acceptance of right. what is. And then mentally, because of a more down-regulated -reg state, we people become more focused more socially engaged, yeah. more cooperative. I, I do it in the workplace for many organizations. And I hear, you know, everybody's chattering together and there's a cooperative spirit and people feel like we're on the same team. Yeah. And that the, the boss really cares about their well-being, not just like, oh, there's a meditation room, you know, you can use it, but how do you use it? How do you meditate? I can't calm my thoughts. It gives people a program, an activity, a way to actually feel, ah, and now they're reaping the benefits collectively. Well, you've sold it to me. So I'm sure you've sold it or selling it to the people I hope that are listening enough to entice them to find out some more. And if they do want to find out more, how can they find you and what are you up to at the moment? Yes. So right now, I, my website is Heal from the core, H-E-A-L, from the core.com. Um, I'm currently offering, I have been for the last 11 months since this pandemic, free TRE on Mondays and Thursdays on Zoom. Absolutely. I'll share the link with you. But what I have done because of people asking and because of the pandemic, and I find that the online has been working beautifully because yeah. I can get more consistency. People feel safe in their own homes. Yes. Um, I, um, I developed a 30-day class um, and you come on, uh, we go through the exercises. I give you a lot of information, a kind of a classroom atmosphere to learn and go as you feel you know works for you. And then there'll be support live. There'll be uh, Facebook support, uh, access to live support groups. Okay. Um, so that just came out and that's something that you can, they can contact me via my email or okay. my website. Great. And, and when is the 30 day course enrolling or is there one enrollment time or is it any? Actually right now it is, you can come in a, you know, kind of an open enrollment basis because it's at your own pace. All right. Wonderful. So we don't have to start and stop at a certain date. All right. Sounds great. Sound all sounds amazing. And it all sounds wonderful. I um, feel blessed to be part of this trauma thriver group. Um, we really love, love having you there. Yeah. yeah. And I look forward to, to things to come and, and grabbing that handbook of yours and utilizing that and yeah. spreading the love. Brilliant. Well, thank you for spreading the love with us today. Very grateful. And I'm sure everybody that listening is as well and hope to catch up with you soon. Love to. Love it. Right. Thanks, Thank Julia. you so much. Thank you. Take Thank you. care. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope it helped you in some way and I really hope to see you back here soon. If you have anything to share on today's experience or podcast, please nip over to the YouTube channel or the Facebook group Trauma Thrivers 
and let us know there.